Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to Washington, D.C. It's the 31st of August, year of our Lord 2020. What a year so far, another month gone. Wow the run-up to a presidential election, and um, just part of a process. Will a winner be declared on that night? Maybe highly unlikely. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, John Frederick Radio Network, americasvoice.news. That's Dish Channel 219, also Newsmax TV, now in 70 million homes. Dish, I think, is in, uh, I think Dish is in 12, 14 million homes. Uh, so we've got a big cable thing. And obviously, everywhere, on all our Facebook sites, and G News, GTV, and Mandarin, uh, and over almost 13 and a half million approaching 13 and a half million downloads on the podcast, uh, which is, uh, you know, we're the ubiquitous. Look at those other podcasts. They're not as ubiquitous as us. So very proud of uh, all the um, effort on the podcast. Now I want to go back to... Next uh, week we're launching our TikTok channel. TikTok, exactly. <laughs> now you understand where the CEO dropped. Look, this is, we are, we, uh, this is all about the signal, not the noise. This is all about the signal, not noise. We've got two complex topics back-to-back we're doing Besides the rioting, the Insurrection Act, we're doing the TikTok and the Chinese technology. You have to know that because you don't know what the Chinese Communist Party is sucking up out of your personal life, right? And through the whole United States of America. The next part we're going to get to is another quite complicated story that's on Revolver today about, you know, really getting down to the analytics. This is about learning curve, the analytics of where we stand with the pandemic. If the Democrats want to run on safety, we're going to have some people that have alternative voices, heavyweights. They have alternative voices about how this thing should be pursued uh, in the future. I want to go back, though, to Raheem uh, Wahagan. Amazing job. Uh, You know, I just want to make sure it's accessible to our audience, Mr. Raheem Gassam. Yeah, and when we have this article up uh, later on this week on the National Pulse after Wahagan finishes his preliminary investigation into this, with just the first findings of what's going on behind the scenes with TikTok, I'll make sure as the editor that it's all in plain speaking English. But Wahagan, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. I just want to ask you this question about the, about the server request that you're seeing from, I think Jack might have something as well for you here, but just the server request that we're seeing in the TikTok app. And the audience has a question too. So number one, Tell us what else you've noticed behind the scenes in this app because when you and I spoke, you mentioned that while TikTok US claims that it's not linked with the Chinese equivalent of their app, there's still the like the underlying latent code from the Chinese app in there, right? There's something that's being requested on the server side from the Chinese app. And then secondly, from my side, the audience wants to know if they delete TikTok, does it leave anything behind? Yeah, so thanks for the question, and I'll, I will try to um, say this in, uh, in more easy terms. And um, regarding your first question, yes, we know that, uh, that TikTok is claiming that they are independent from Douyin, right? So Douyin is the Chinese version of TikTok, where 
China, uh, people from China can use it. Um, and for, for a claim that they are totally independent from each other, TikTok and Douyin, I found in this one of these requests that I was talking about um, that Douyin was part of the requested channels. So in plain English is that the server is asking my phone about channels regarding Douyin and COVID-19, right? So I think every person should ask why does TikTok uh, request channel elements, which are basically uh, codes which embed the name Douyin for an independent company, right? So, so or independent branch, let's say. So this is the uh, regarding your first first question, and um, and and if you delete the, the TikTok, yes, from my side of investigation, this was purely done on the network side. So. So basically, your listeners have to understand what happens if my TikTok is running in the background. So if I delete this API requests which are being made, so the signal uh, request to the server won't happen, at least from my side of view. Um, I cannot say what kind of portion the code is leaving uh, its traces on my phone, but from what I have seen, is I think the shocking part has been that for an independent company, the Douyin requests and COVID-19 um, uh, element requests from my phone to the server. And to note also that that these this servers are uh, proxying um, the, the channels um, to uh, Fastly companies. So I was tracing back where are yeah. these IP addresses. So one of them is the, the Fastly, which is a US-based. Um, a company and uh, the other request was primarily done through Akamai technology. Well, so hey, well, this hey, means that yeah. my phone is, yeah. yeah. Well, Hagen, we got to bounce, but let me just ask you this thing that China came out last yes. night and said, hey, guess what? We get a vote here. No, no mm -hmm. algorithms. Are they saying, is the game up that they realize that if a U.S. company buys this, it's still going to go, the data is still going to go back to China? Is that is that going to come out? So you're not going to have the opportunity to have Walmart and those guys buy it. What, what did that mean last night by the Chinese coming and saying you don't get the algorithms? Well, the algorithms basically are part of the foundation of the application. We don't know if Microsoft can implement similar algorithms, which will kind of draw people back to the application. Um, so this this hidden code, how the algorithms is functioning and what videos the, the teenagers actually are seeing on their screen. We might not know if uh, Microsoft can backtrack and recreate it in their version. But regarding our finding, there is clear indication that there is a task for Microsoft to look into this um, server requests that are, that are being made from TikTok application. Okay. Well, Hagen, uh, I want to make sure yeah, everybody correct, follows yeah. Wahagen yes, as well yes. on Twitter. It's at W-A-A-H-A-G-E-N. W-A-A-H-A-G-E-N. Wahagen Kabayan, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you're going to have it out by Wednesday? Yeah, jump in here. I, I just wanted to make yeah. a remark. We've read significant amounts of Chinese espionage efforts to get a hold of any scientific research or data concerning COVID-19, particularly vaccine development. This is part of the reason that we shut down the consulate in Houston because they were pen trying to penetrate several of the teaching hospitals in Texas. So the fact that a state-owned company like TikTok is requesting uh, to sweep up all of the information on users' phones concerning COVID-19 or anything referencing it 
to me, is absolute proof, and Rahim, I think a great scoop for the national polls, absolute proof that the Chinese government has been doing what they are accused of. Well, here's the thing about what, I mean, it's a lot, there's a lot of tech speak in there, and I'm not uh, the, the biggest tech guy in the world, but I, I did used to do a lot of that in my youth, right? And, but but at a very basic level. But here's what I understand from what he's telling me. Remember we were told about all of these apps that the Chinese had developed to track Uyghurs around the world. This sounds very similar in that they're probably not even firstly targeting Westerners, but the Westerners are, are a subsidiary uh, target of all of this. The first thing they're probably targeting, especially when you consider they've got that Duyen thing in there, making the server request, they're probably targeting Chinese nationals abroad who are trying to use both Douyin and TikTok and seeing what they're doing in the West. We're going to have the new federal state guys on here later in the show. This is why I think it's time for a TED Talk to the American people about exactly what TikTok is. This is what we're going to try to do with Wahagan back on Wednesday when the story breaks on National Pulse. Fantastic job you guys are doing over there, Raheem. But this is so important to understand exactly what all these Chinese technology, I mean, look, uh, from General Spalding to Miles Grove, they're telling you, hey, if you're using these Chinese apps, all of that, and, and Miles has been very open, WeChat is a thousand times worse than TikTok. All of your data is going back to, uh, going back to China. So I think it's now that this stuff's got to come out. And clearly the Chinese are trying to have a say-so in how this thing, who gets sold to and how it gets sold. So um, complicated topic. you got to understand it. We're going to have more on this. And I want to bring in uh, Darren Beatty. Uh, Darren, one of the smartest guys out there. I think the only uh, Ivy League uh, professor that actually came out and formally endorsed Trump prior to 2016. That's a profile in courage. Uh, you were at Duke at the time, I think. Uh, there's a very complicated story up on on um, on Revolver, and here's the reason that Revolver I think deserves more. Uh, it's getting a ton of, of attention. But somebody sent me you got the Drudge Report. Drudge Report's got you know MAGA war, right? Uh, Biden, Trump encouraging violence. It's it's so slated, it's so slanted to 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 the anti-Trump thing. You've now got Revolver and others, uh, Citizens Free Press. Um, you know, what finger, all these others that are, per, that are these uh, uh, sites that link, right? Also, you know, Revolver is starting to do, I think, some of its own reporting. But, Darren, I got Jack Max here. Walk us through the, the details of why our audience, why is this important for our audience to understand about this analysis that's coming out from now, senior people at these institutions that don't want to come forward with their names quite yet because they don't want to be attacked professionally or at least run out of their institutions about what it's saying about the learning curve of what we know about the uh, CCP virus. Yeah, thank you. So in a nutshell, I think this study dovetails very well with some of the president's remarks in the convention. The president noted that the proposed Biden lockdowns, proposed Biden COVID lockdowns, would wreak unimaginable destruction on the country in terms of all sorts of secondary effects, depression, job loss, and so forth. What this study from Revolver.News does is provide a rigorous mechanism for quantifying exactly how devastating these COVID lockdowns have been and will be should Biden decide to continue them in the unfortunate situation he's elected president. 
so I was going through your study, and Raheem and I were talking about this before the show. We we looked at these sorts of ideas several months ago, this idea of lost labor, right? You know, you put someone down, you take my parents who are 80 years old, they've lost six months of their life. And how do we calculate that versus the benefit for of the lives saved? I know it seems like kind of a cold-hearted calculation, but could could you drive into a little bit how you came up with the idea of using the the method right. that you chose? Right. Thank you. That's a really great question. And so what the study shows effectively is that the COVID lockdowns have resulted in over 10 times more loss of life years than the lockdowns have saved. Now, that raises the question, what exactly is a life year? A life year is quite simply a one year of life. And it represents the fact that, for instance, if an 85-year-old unfortunately perishes from COVID-19, that's a loss of fewer life years than, for instance, if a 25-year-old were to die. Life year is actually a good metric because everyone's life years is equal. Life years are equal among you know, the poor and the rich and everything like that. Um, economic, uh, economists have traditionally used a metric called the statistical value of a life. Now, this metric is actually suboptimal because it doesn't account for the full effects and devastation of the lockdowns. Now, just one example here is take the transportation industry. If there is a regulation that's designed to maximize safety of air travel, but that regulation results in air travel being so expensive that people choose not to travel by air and choose some other more dangerous mechanism, that can actually result in a net more dangerous effect for, as a result of that policy. Similarly, with the COVID lockdowns, you don't just measure, for instance, how many lives are saved by not getting COVID. You have to quantify the devastation in terms of life years of the retardation of economic activity. What this study at Revolver. Darren, hang on. I'm going to get to that punchline as soon as we're going to take a short commercial break and we'll come back with you. Darren uh, Beatty uh, explained this story at Revolver. Hashtag war and pandemic. Yes, I'm sir. Getting, I'm getting some angry texts from Ivy League saying Duke ain't Ivor, Ivy. <laughs> Ivy equivalent. Ivy plus. Ivy, Ivy, Ivy equivalent. Cover, uh, it's a cover school, <laughs> right? A cover school. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. Hashtag war and pandemic in the live stream. We're going to hear everything you got to say. We're going to come back with Darren Beatty explaining this quite complicated topic, but it shows you that maybe Joe Biden doesn't have a plan um, that works. Okay, we're going to return war room pandemic in just a second. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This is Jack Maxey here in the War Room with Raheem Kassam, Stephen K. Bannon, Vish Burra. And we're following up here with Darren Beatty with this great uh, article that came out in Revolver today. It's called COVID-19 Lockdowns Over 10 Times More Deadly Than the Pandemic Itself. I'm going to ask uh, Darren to just sort of give us the absolute basis of why this is so important 
and then we're going to explain to you how the audience can get to this article because it's really something that people need to think about. Darren, go ahead, buddy. Great. Thank you. I'm going to make it very, very simple. In my opinion, these lockdowns amount to the biggest foreign policy, uh, the biggest policy blunder in America's history, if not the greatest crime in America's history. This study at Revolver.News is a must read. It provides a rigorous analysis in terms of quantifying the effects. And as you mentioned, it shows quite definitively that the result of these lockdowns has resulted in over 10 times as many life years lost compared to how many have been saved. It's simply a, a, for, it's, it's a, a blunder of such profound proportions and it really is another reason that we need to get behind Donald Trump, who has expressed a disinclination to continue these lockdowns versus Biden, who has floated the idea of continuing them into his hypothetical presidency, which is months from now. Do you, uh, Darren, this is Steve, do you see any, though, coming out of the administration, do you see any uh, people now starting to, to understand the logic in back of uh, what your study or what this study is saying from these people that uh, people are they understanding? Are you, are you going to see the administration come out with a contrast to this kind of amorphous uh, plan that Biden has? Right. And I certainly hope so. And various contacts within the administration are deeply aware of this type of cost benefit analysis. I hope that it's ultimately reflected in policy. The key issue here is that the economic devastation from the lockdowns is not just economic devastation. Destruction of livelihood amounts to destruction of lives. This study at Revolver.News provides a rigorous analysis drawing upon the research to show how the devastation of livelihoods translates to devastation of lives. And it's as clear as day. These lockdowns, these criminal lockdowns, have amounted to over an order of magnitude more destruction of life. Than why, why do you, you, you use they a need to be ended? Why do you call it criminal lockdown? Now, you, now you're getting provocative. We like provocative, but why are you calling it criminal? Well, I mean, I think that besides the fact you're it, provocative, it's, it's a crime. It's a crime against the American people. At at the most generous formulation, it's an act of criminal incompetence. The devastation is so profound that I don't think the American people have fully co comprehended the downstream effects. I think this article is a great first step in quantifying the magnitude of the destruction. The lockdowns need to end now. We need to open up our economy and shut down the riots. Open up the economy and shut down the riots. That's all we need to do. Uh, Darren Beatty, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I want to talk about uh, you've got some observations Mr. Hingvasam on Drudge? I just, I think it's now fair to say that the Drudge Report is an openly pro-Biden website. The oh, there's no doubt about that. What's, what's held you up from saying that? I mean, come on. It's been, <laughs> hold it. Stop the presses. We got scoop. Can AVM put it? I want AVM put the breaking news uh, logo at the bottom. I'm going to just... I'm going to just leave. No, 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 no. <laughs> then I can't have a foil. No, no. but you know, why is that a revelation I, I, to you? No, listen, I've been on this before you, but listen to me. Before, it was always euphemistic. 
Today, it's in your face. The lead story on the Drudge website is MAGA war, Biden colon Trump encouraging violence, and a picture of a Ford pickup truck with a Trump flag hanging off the back of it, as if this is an incursion of uh, Trump militia into Portland that started these riots, that started these Well, it dovetails with what the Portland, uh, what the Portland governor said. Well, right? listen, the, all, the whole Democratic establishment is all on the same page here to flip the uh, narrative. I want to go back to one of the things that D, uh, Beatty was talking about, and it's something that wasn't in his article, but it's something for everybody to consider, and I'll post the research on our website today. They did a study, and we've talked about it before, in Canada last year, where they were looking at the economic crisis in the oil sands area where they had had massive unemployment, and they compared unemployment numbers over multiple years in a retrospective look, comparing the unemployment rate to suicide. And what they found, this was in Canada, and I would imagine it would extrapolate to the United States, as many as six extra suicides per million for each increase of one percentage point in the unemployment rate. So imagine what that is. I mean, we are seeing this human cost be played out around the country. I myself now know of four people who have committed suicide. Yeah, I think, there's gonna be, I think there's wow. going to be a lot more analysis about that. Also, Zero Hedge now has a story up that we'll put up on the website. Zero Hedge has got a, a breaking analysis about how the carnage, economic carnage to come is going to pale in comparison to what's happened so far because of the steps that were taken. This is, you know, remember, everybody's learning as they go through this. Um, we've got so much to cover. Also, there was a thing on to give you signal in the noise for the audience. There's a very important segment on uh, Tucker on Friday. The last segment had a guy named Jeff Quatnitz, an old partner of mine for many years. Uh, he's Ice Cube's partner, but talked about this analysis that Ice Cube has been out on, I think, Urban Radio uh, with April Ryan and others where he's walking through kind of the economic nationalism of what he believes uh, blacks are looking for. I've been a, my solution for, you know, with Rainer Jackson, everybody, and I, all the speeches I give to black audiences is, hey, if black America gets access to capital, solves a lot of problems. Access to capital is the key. I think Cube's uh, 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 driving focus is along those lines. Uh, Tucker only had a, about five minutes with Jeff. But I think that's going to get to be a very important. You look at this polling. When, when you look at Biden's enthusiasm, the least enthusiasm he has is with black males. And that is going to be get to be a big deal. We're going to be covering that a lot more uh, this week. I want to turn now to I want to go from uh, from that uh, from Tucker's show to back to uh, I think one of the funniest young reporters out there, Natalie Winters. But what's the story? There's a big story breaking in Beijing this morning. Uh, Mr. Uh, Rahim. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's bring Natalie on to talk to us about it. Natalie, the lead story at the National Pulse and all across Australian media this morning. Talk to us about why it's important, what it is, and why it's important. Sure. So Chang Lei, who's served as a business correspondent for China Global Television Network, which is a media outlet that is entirely funded and administered by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, she's actually been detained via what's called residential surveillance at a designated location in China, or at least that's what the Chinese Communist Party is telling us. Since at least August 14th, she's been detained without charge, and we're just learning about it in Western media as the Australian government, of which Chang Lei is a citizen of. She was originally born in China, but uh, procured Australian citizenship in 2003, 
they've confirmed report that she has been held without charge uh, somewhere at unknown location. So, I mean, what do we what do we know about the detention? What do we know about the arrest? Because, I mean, I've been looking at the Australian news on this this morning for quite some time and can't see anything related to, to, to why. There's little coming out as to why she's been detained. Virtually every Australian media outlet that has reached out for comment from Chinese officials has not heard back. Uh, but to understand the context in which this is happening, tensions between Australia and China have been rising for a long time. Now, in the short term, you saw coronavirus Australian officials demanded an international inquiry into the origin of the virus, really slamming China for their role in it. Uh, China reciprocated by slamming tariffs on Australian imports, uh, vowing to crack down on wine imports and other uh so this could be a ratcheting up against between Australia. China and Australia here, Natalie. But tell us, they've CGTN have scrubbed her bio and everything from their website. They've just totally erased her. We've seen, we saw that at the beginning of the of the coronavirus pandemic coming out of of, of, of Wuhan lab. Wuhan lab. They're doing the same thing with this woman. They're unpersoning her. As Dr. Yan says, they uh, disappear you. That's the phrase they use. They disappear you. Right. You're you're what you get all taken off the websites. All of a sudden, nobody ever knew you existed. They go, no, I don't remember that person. They disappear you. And you better not remember that person if you get asked, right? right? Natalie? Like you said, they've scrubbed her bio from the CGTN website. Uh, There's marginal reporting on it, obviously, coming from CGTN, other than if you look on their opinion section. Over the past few days, there's been a lot of authors they've had writing op-ed directed at Australia and new laws they've been passing basically to be able to go after the Chinese Communist Party in their attempts to uh, influence the Australian economy and elections. Extraordinary. Australia is the canary in the mineshaft. Natalie, how do people get your Twitter handle? I I notice your Twitter is blowing up, particularly with a lot of Chinese expatriates all over your uh, Twitter because of your reporting. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Natalie G. Winters on Twitter. Natalie, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. You know, uh, Raheem, uh, Jack, the um, Australia is the canary in the mine shaft. That is the tip of the spear right off the South China Sea. They had that book. Um, you got this new book out by uh, Guy, Clive Hamilton called Hidden Hand, which walks through the whole uh, CCP infiltration of the West, particularly London and Washington, D.C. and New York City, the capital markets. But his book a few years ago, Silent Invasion, exposed to the Australian people how the Chinese Communist Party had totally infiltrated into every aspect of Australian society. And the new federal states got in traction down there. The Australia is a central ally in this entire fight. Okay, we're going to take, uh, take a short commercial break. Hashtag war and pandemic. Want to hear all, we know we're throwing a lot at you on a Monday, right? We're not here to entertain you. We're here to uh, give you tomorrow's headlines today. Short commercial break. We're going to be back with the new federal state. We're going to go around the world next on War and Pandemic. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to War and Pandemic. With everything happening, you're starting to see across the world now. I think over on Saturday it was uh, three countries, seven cities, uh, outbreaks all over of a uh, 
of these protests and rallies against the Chinese Communist Party. Remember, the Chinese Communist Party lied. Canadians died. Japanese died. Americans died. Chinese citizens died. Still, we're not completely focused yet, even after the Republican National Convention, on still holding uh, accountable the Chinese Communist Party for the outbreak of this pandemic, which we now know from Darren Beatty has caused such havoc. Zero Hedges got it up there. You know in your own personal life. One of the big, uh, one of what they've always said for years, the party at Davos and the Wall Street faction and, uh, um, and the uh, city of London and all the corporations that, yeah, well, you need the Chinese Communist Party. If you didn't have the Chinese Communist Party, you wouldn't have stability. Uh, China would uh, devolve into chaos and anarchy and that the Chinese people are not ready for democracy. They're not ready for the rule of law, right? And the, although you have examples in Taiwan and Hong Kong and throughout the rest of the world, Singapore, and particularly in Australia, United States, Canada, where they thrive with the rule of law and democracy. That is still, that is still the narrative. And I think this new federal state, which is alternative uh, organization that shows an alternative to the Chinese Communist Party, and is really now bravely taking them on every day, founded by Miles Guo, the head of the whistleblower movement, and others. Mr. Howe, in, uh, one of the great, the Michael Jordan of uh, of Chinese soccer or Chinese football, uh, just extraordinary group of individuals. Now we want to go to Japan, and we're we're, we're going to play the footage you can see on the uh, on uh, on what happened on Saturday. We want to go, and these are all codenamed because their families are uh, would be rolled up right away in in mainland China. But I want to go to peace in Japan. Uh, welcome to uh, War Room Pandemic. Thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Banos. Thank you for inviting me to these shows. It's my honor to be here. Well, thank you. Peace. Tell us about uh, tell us about the rally and, and is new federal state. Why are you a member? Why did you decide to sign up and to join or to, to become a, a part and a participant in these protests at Chinese consulates and embassies and uh, and really putting into putting in the face of the Chinese Communist Party? Why did you sign up? Uh, because it's uh, uh, I uh, I know the Miss Miles goes from the uh, uh, sh- her, he shows uh, himself uh, very early time in the uh, um, in the uh, YouTube. It's a very yes. I, I found him very early time. Yes, it's uh, I I already know he he said everything is the truth because I born in China. And uh, I now I living in Japan for uh, thirty years. Uh, yes, this is why I follow him uh, for three years. Then uh, now I'm the leader of the Japan's Sakura Group, uh, which is a team to support Mr. Miles Gross, uh White Blues movement. Yeah, this uh, mm, I yeah I uh, I attending this uh, uh, protest because. Uh, it's after brings uh, 118 people together for our first protest in Tokyo last month. Wow. Uh, tw- 200 people, yeah, 200 people came this time. Yeah, the footage is, I'm the footage very is happy qu- to see. Yeah, the footage is quite spectacular we've got on the... Uh, how, about, how dangerous is it for you and your family to come to these protests. I know people have masks on, et cetera, but how, how dangerous? The uh, Chinese Communist Party can't be happy about this. How dangerous is it for you? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's the first time uh, we we really think about, we worry about us. Also, we worry about our families will get hurt. Uh, also, if we're going to the protect, the, a lot un, uncertainty, uncertainty things will be happened during this uh, protest. 
to be fierce, but fears not won't stop us because 70 years of the CCP's slavery is enough for us. We need to fight for the new generation. We don't have much time left. Yeah. When you say you don't have this much, when you say you don't have much time left, do you think the CCP? They've already, you know, according to the whistleblower movement and Dr. Yan and the New Federal State, they've already exacerbated putting this uh, virus out, the CCP virus. When you say d there's not much yes. time left, yes. what do you mean by that? Yes, because I know what is what is the uh, the the heart the, uh, the the biological weapons. It's, it's, a, it's a so dangerous things. Also, they will kill many, many innocent people. Uh, they, they didn't know who is the enemy. Then they will die. They will die without knowing who is, who is killed us, who is killed them. It is a very dangerous thing. This is, this is the CCP's uh, insanities. We, we, cannot, we cannot allow that. Yeah, they will do anything to get what they want. This is why uh, I'm so worried that we'll use uh, nuclear weapons and uh, more uh, biological weapons, like more, like make more super um, uh, virus like this uh, uh, COVID-19. Uh, yeah. Peace, want to thank you very much for joining us from, uh, from Japan today to talk to us about the, the big rally. Today. Look forward to having you. Look forward to having you uh, having you back on. Now, I want to go to uh, to Germany. Uh, in, in Japan, I think the 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 protests were in Kyoto. I think Thank Osaka. you very much. Thank you, peace. Appreciate it. We'll have you back on the show. Uh, I want to make sure you get the audience gets the breadth of this. Germany was in Munich, right? So the Chinese around the world are really standing up to what's been this horrific uh, this horrific. Um, uh, effort by the Chinese Communist Party to basically suppress any discussion whatsoever. If you listen to our Saturday specials, you, you understand this. I think we have Bear. Bear is from Germany. Remember, they, they come in and, and their code names. They also, we never show their face. Uh, in fact, when they do these uh, protests, the protests are actually done with, uh, with mask on uh, most of the time because they're, they're so concerned about uh, being identified by the Chinese Communist Party, and particularly their families back in China. For our radio audience, you should know as we go around, you're, you're seeing actually on AVN and Newsmax uh, in the YouTube channel right now this amazing protest with all these blue flags and, and, and people out there. So let's go to Germany. Do we have uh, Vish? we have Bear? Bear from Germany, uh, thank you for joining us today on, uh, on uh, War and Pandemic. Uh, hello, Mr. Banner. Thanks for having me. Listen, how... how much traction is the new federal state getting in Germany? There's a there's a there's a pretty significant Chinese expatriate community there. How how big is this? Are you starting to get momentum? What is the feeling there with Chinese expatriates about this protest movement against the Chinese Communist Party? Yeah, actually, it's quite moving, and um, uh, our protest has a very clear purpose: is to deliver the truth of. COVID-19, the CCP virus to the whole world. The COVID-19 is an artificial virus made and released by the Chinese Communist Party on purpose. And there are around more than 70 fighters joining the protest under the risk of the CCP virus. The youngest fighter is only about five years old and the oldest could reach to 60. All of us are brave, selfless fighters with sheer will. I know that it rings the whole days in Munich, but we still fight it to the end. And local people are very shocked by the truth and touched by the new Chinese people. And it's, it's also their first time to see a protest organized by the mainland Chinese people. 
I want to say that we are from mainland China, but we don't like CCP. The CCP can't speak for the decent, hardworking Chinese people. We all like the free world, where you can speak whatever like without worries being disappeared. Our protests are very peaceful, organized, and uh, supported by the local police, as you can see in the tape. And uh, this is what a real peaceful protest looks like. Not the anarchists in the Portland and the Croatia. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're quite a you're quite an example of uh, of how protests should be handled. We're so honored to, to have you guys on. I want to go. What is the? How do you? Uh, how did the um, these kind of decent, hardworking uh, people from the Chinese mainland that are now living in the West? Does it frustrate you or shock you that more Western media and more citizens of Germany and Canada and the United States are not calling it the CCP virus, are not understanding that this is this is directly linked to the Chinese Communist Party? Well, I think it's a process. That's why I want to salute to the salute the all the staffs in the war room pandemic because you are the true patriots waking up the u.s waking up the whole world to tell them the truth and uh, yeah and uh, we all have no choice we can't run away, run away from the shadow of ccp as long as ccp lives no no one is 100 percent safe even for american you can see that near 119,000 u.s people died the blood is on the ccp's hand and uh, uh, Mr. Bannon, you are the master advisor helping Trump to win the 2016 uh, election. You must know CCP issue is the key point to win the 2020. Democrats or the Republic, who firstly take the first shot against the CCP, will win this fight. But uh, you know, we, we only have about 60 days. Normal action is not enough. The action must be fast. The action must be effective. The way to protest the U U.S. value, your American dream, is not by civil war, but to unite together and fight against the real enemy. The CCP could bring Mr. Bannon today, and they could also bring Nancy Pelosi maybe tomorrow. Only to take down the CCP can U.S. have a fair election. Only to take down the CCP can U.S. solve the anarchists and the virus problem. Only to take down the CCP can the U.S. and the whole world protect your rule of law, society, and the liberty. That's, that's why we stand against the CCP. That's why U.S. and the whole world must wake up and take serious actions instead of laughing. I believe and the, the free world will and must triumph over the biggest threat of the human race, the CCP. I really want to thank you, all the staff in War Room. You are really true patriots waking up the whole world. Thank you so much. Well, we really appreciate it. Barrett, just before we let you go, in Germany, do you think the German people, I mean, we've been doing this on, on America's Voice and Newsmax and John Fredericks, all of our, our distribution and, and the Miles Go team and G News and GTV have been doing a fantastic job in Mandarin. But is this, and we've got a global audience, but is the word getting out in Germany where you live today? You, you, can, you went in Munich the other day, had this amazing protest. I know a lot of people are saying, who are these guys? But we've got about a minute left here. Do you, do, are you, do you feel like you're getting traction actually in Germany itself? Well, I have to say, uh, some local people believe in the truth with the pride, and uh, they know there must be something weird behind this virus, and they know the their government are hiding something. But uh, some are totally brainwashed by the Chinese Communist Party. You know, the Chinese Communist Party is good, really good at propaganda. They use TikTok, they use WeChat, they use a BGY plan to uh, to collapse the local media. So there's almost no truth on the local media, but as there are still some 
uh, the German local German people, they they think we, we are right. They think the truth is right, and uh, they believe that this virus is artificial. Uh, Bayer, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being part of that protest. Thank you for the great compliments and shout out to the War Room audience and to the uh, War Room uh, staff. I really th- honored to have you on. Bear from uh, Germany was part of the Munich protest the other day. Thank you so much. I'd just like to make some comment for thank our you. listeners. We always try to tie history together. It's a very poignant that they are in Munich protesting the Communist Party of China because, as we remember, Munich was really the heart and soul of the Nazi Party of Germany. Now, whereas Berlin was the capital, certainly what was conceived, considered to be where the heartland of the Nazi Party was Munich. Hitler had his house there. I'm pretty sure, I'm looking at the pictures, that that protest was going on in the Koenigsplatz, which was where many, many Nazi rallies occurred. We remember the Munich Agreement, which lost us Czechoslovakia. We've talked about that many times. So here we can see clearly in historical, through a historical lens, the opportunity that we have today in 2020 to stop evil in its tracks. And the history is there to show what happens when we don't. And you see these Lao Beijing, remember, the deplorables of China, the decent, hardworking people of mainland China are your allies, deplorables. You guys lock arms. Nobody can beat you. So we're going to take a short commercial break. Return with Raheem Jack Maxey. In the new federal state, we're going to go to Canada, Taiwan, back to Japan next. with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we got a lot to get into before we close up the show. Uh, talk about Profiles and Courage. Czech, Repu- Czech Republic, what's going on there, Jack Maxey? Well, we had the uh, Czech Republic, the president of the Czech Republic, visited Taiwan in his... The president of the Senate. Uh, the president of the Senate. Please forgive me. Yes, thank you very much, uh, And we just want to give a shout out to this guy because the Communist Party of China is condemning him, claiming that he is going to pay a high personal price for having done this. So I think it's important. A country's threatening a senior politician in a a foreign country, high personal price. Milos Vistrasil, and I may have not pronounced that correctly, but in my mind, this guy's a hero. I think that we need to support these people. I think we need to support the people in Norway who are getting harassed over the weekend. We're going to talk about Zeman. We'll get into this tomorrow. Zeman, he and I had a big throwdown a couple of years ago. Mirma Rahim, when I went, and he's he's totally pro-CCP. I was outside the room, but I could hear the doors rattling. Yeah, it was uh, was not uh, pleasant. Let's say say my trip to the Czech Republic public was uh was shorter than we thought okay want to go back now to uh by the way some of the new federal state people we're going to get to tomorrow i want to take time with them uh they're so heroic uh we're not going to get everybody in but we'll expand this to to be tomorrow also in the second hour of the show want to go to canada and haley uh the new federal state look you're inspiring our audience we can see this from the online participation hashtag war and pandemic haley uh, tell us why you are have joined this group, the New Federal State, and what are you trying to show the people of the world? Why are you an alternative to the Chinese Communist Party? What are you trying to show the world, and what are you trying to show Canada, and what are you trying to show your fellow uh, Chinese back in the mainland? Thanks uh, for having me here. First, I want to thank you, Ms. Bannon, and the whole War Room crews for your hard work and being supportive to Chinese people. Uh, it's actually a simple question. Like when you choose between Saturn and gods, you take a side by the gods. 
right? CCP is evil, and the new federal state is trying to reveal its evilness to the world. And we can see which is partially verified by the DOJ case against Dickie Davidson and the DNI Radcliffe's interview on Fox News, which both show that CCP's malignful influence and disinformation campaign. And CCP over, overtly lobbies uh, local, state, and federal politicians or business leaders to support pro-China policies. And when it doesn't work, they will covertly intimidate or blackmail them. So new federal state China on the other side, we will never send virus to US or fentanyl to US. We won't steal US jobs. We won't steal US technology. We won't malignfully uh, influence US elections. We will work with Americans to build a better world and compete with US on a level playing field. And unlike CCP, we new federal state China will abide by international laws and any other contracts we entered. We will not build aggressive military bases in South China Sea or cheat with international organizations such as WTO. Thank you, Ms. Bannon. Uh, we just had a report here about the head of the, the Senate in the Czech Republic and how the CCP says he's going to pay a high personal price. How, how do you think, uh, are they at that stage now that you think they're going to intimidate? We know they intimidate Chinese citizens like yourself or people that go to these countries and become citizens of other countries. They try to intimidate you and your families nonstop. But is our audience to take that the CCP has now gone to a new stage? You saw this thing with Miles Guo the other day. They're paying people all over the country to get him out of here. But they just, they just you know, basically told a senior member of the Czech government, uh, the Czech Republic government, that you're going to pay a high personal price for going to Taiwan. Is that what people, citizens of the world that are not Chinese, can expect if you're trying to stand up to the CCP? It's a great question. Um, actually, my answer is yes, because CCP's only goal is to gain the power. And they get stronger by weakening others. Not only weaken Chinese people, but also weaken people in the world. So they can do anything required just to maintain their power. So I, I can imagine what they, they will do to Zach, to US and other free nations. And it is a critical thing for the world to know, no matter which country you are, what age you are, or gender, or religious, you will be protected from CCP virus and its ideology uh, only by actioning, by taking down CCP. Uh, they will never stop. Yep. Until, yep. Let me ask you, last question. We've got about a minute uh, left. And by the way, uh, uh, Vish, I don't think we're going to be able to get to Taiwan. We're going to do Taiwan tomorrow also in Japan. Uh, last question. is We see now in Toronto, in Canada, that these uh, protests are expanding. I know the CCP is not happy about that. Do you feel that you're getting momentum among Chinese expatriates and even Canadian citizens in in Canada today, do you think you're actually getting a uh, movement and getting people that are focused more on this today than they were? Look, we gained a lot of uh, progress from since, since last year, but I want to tell the world that Canada is deeply infiltrated by CCP since decades ago. The kleptocrats transferred tremendous fortune to Canada during the last 70 years and infiltrated politicians, media, education institutions, corporations, 
until now, I still hear that banks and pension funds in Canada are still investing in CCP. So we need to draw more attention from the uh, Canadian local people and also the medias, the government. So we, there's a lot we need to do to before we can take down CCP. Haley, thank you very much. Very brave. Uh, we're going to have all of the the whole week. We're going to have people on from the new federal state. Uh, in the last hour to discuss this. Really, thank you for your, for, your, uh, for your bravery in coming on. The key word there, the not-so-buried lead, deep infiltration. Remember, there, we're not conspiracy theory guys. We do not want the tenfold hat, but there's also no coincidences, okay? You're seeing now in these federal cases coming forward of people that are, are on the payroll, you know, either have not signed up for FAR or representing the Chinese Communist Party, there's deep infiltration into the financial institutions. There's deep infiltration into government institutions. There's deep infiltrations to political institutions. It's about money, okay? It's about money, influence peddling, uh, et cetera. So we're going to get into this uh, this week uh, with the new federal state. These are the brave Lao Beijing. This is the middle class and the, and the working class of China that have escaped, that are standing up and refuse to back down. Uh, and, you know, as, as God bless the Tiananmen Square movement, these are fantastic people. But what you've seen is this courage of the new federal state to go in front of the Chinese consulates and to call them out and have these signs. CCP lied. Canadians died. CCP lied. CCP lied. Um, uh, Americans died. So it's amazing. OK, we're National Pulse of three. What do we got? One quarter of American presidents have used the Insurrection Act. On the National Pulse this afternoon on AVN. See you tomorrow.